Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Show. Yes, that's a slightly different intro for our new era. Force Center is a show about Star Wars, other pop culture, and the ultimate adventure, life itself. This particular episode is cues of the other questions from our patrons about... 
who knows what the field is wide open. It's one of our other center episodes. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok. Love all the new tagline stuff. This is truly about life, Star Wars, the universe and everything. And I feel at home. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift isn't the only one with an era. We got eras too. <laughs> and I'm Jennifer Landa. <laughs> I love how hot we came in with our, our powerful feelings about many topics, including uh, Taylor Swift. As always, we want to uh, we want to let you know that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We are back to being able to talk about Star Wars. So the book uh, I would like to recommend is one of my favorite Star Wars books, The Princess and the Scoundrel by Beth Revis. Mm. Have you ever wondered, hey, what if Return of the Jedi just continued and it was about uh, Leia's trauma and her marriage to Han? This is the book for you. I love this one. If you'd like to check it out, download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. One more time, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audio book. That is our first A, Audible Down. Our next A is Ask. Uh, Ken? <laughs> we are going to ask you to consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. As Joseph said, cameras are rolling and all that. Our faces roll out in front of you on the YouTube side uh, on November 28th. Oh my gosh, it's almost December. Uh, and to uh, be part of that fun and help us uh, continue to grow our YouTube channel, we're asking you to consider subscribing. We're trying to get up to 7,500 subs. At one point, I do believe we're over that. Uh uh, we made the decision to not talk about Star Wars. That's our decision. Don't cry for us, Argentina. But it did cost us some subs and some listens. And that that, that was a uh, understandable byproduct of, of the last uh, 118 days plus. So we're trying to build up that subscriber base. And maybe you could be one of the folks that helps us with that goal by going to YouTube and subscribing now. Hit that notification bell. Hey, guys. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, a, a beautiful ask. Uh, you reached deep into your disc jockey past <laughs> and really brought that one home. Uh, we are going to take two questions. We are going to hopefully have some A's for your Q's. The first Q comes to us from Elias. Uh, Elias says, I had a question posted, but it was too heavy and had to go. <laughs> now I'm going to enjoy the mystery of what that one was. Uh, Elias continues, here's my revised question for my favorite crew. This question was inspired by the mention of Y2K on Discord today. It made me feel old and nostalgic, but I wonder how you guys were envisioning, envisioning what the future would be like back in the 90s as we were approaching a new millennium. Did you indulge in any of the wacky conspiracy theories of the day? Did the future seem exciting or scary? This is a great question because I've thought a, a, a lot about like my relationship with technology and things like that, but particularly the we're going to change over into an entirely new millennium, a new century. What did we expect? Uh, Ken, where do you start with this one? Were you excited? Were you frightened? Where are we at? I'll start with this. It was a real thing. Uh, it's become a punchline and uh, kind of understandably by 1201 on the year 2000, we all started laughing about it, I think. Uh, but leading up to it, don't let anyone tell you differently. It was freaky. It was freaky. We didn't know. Planes might be falling from the sky. We couldn't understand it. So I'll start there. And that's where my journey was. Well, I was on duty that night uh, working mm. uh, graveyard security uh, at the Northridge Mall as one of the supervisors. And, and that, because it's a big landmark in the San Fernando Valley, uh, it was also kind of a staging area. So we had uh, several. I mean, we're talking tens of 15s of LAPD cars at our station. 
under the parking structure every because naturally all it just no matter no matter the year at midnight a lot of shootings happen like people shoot guns mm-hmm. in the sky so a lot of uh, police would go to our mall and just hide in the parking structure and wait it out and then go to the calls but i mean they had like a team waiting we were all squished into our our substation in our lobby watching the the ball drop <laughs> but really it was all like are we going to war like it was this weird <laughs> like we're all sitting there what's gonna happen and then nothing Nothing. And then we all went on with our lives. But so that's where I started. But as far as the, <laughs> but so there was some fear, but yeah, I always have had some fear. I, I've told some of this, I think I told this before and forth. So we're t- we, you and I were talking about the radio journey at one point on an other center episode. Joseph. Um, what, there was a guy, he was a radio guy from Sacramento. He came down and got a job at our station and he was, he was telling us all that, you know, one day uh, all this is going to be, you know, satellite. People are going to be able to get satellites to beam directly to their car and radio, as you know, it will change forever. And it, I was terrified. I was like, get out of here, future man. Like, that's, you're, you're destroying the very foundations of which society is built. Rock radio. Like, what are you doing? Um, so I, I sometimes go through that. And and in 2000, yeah, I didn't know, you know, uh, I, the new, uh, you know, internet emerging and changing right before our eyes. I fought the iPhone for years until I was forced mm. to get it. Um, and I had a Blackberry. It wasn't like a smartphone. It wasn't in my pocket, but like, I remember getting an argument with a friend of mine at work. He's shown me like apps on the iPhone and look, I, I want to go to a restaurant. Let me look at the, this app will help me find a restaurant locally. I was like, get out of here, Satan. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the mark of the beast. Move it. Move it away from me. So I've always been a little afraid. I, I think over the last few years I've changed I've, uh, and I've accepted change. And I've, even when I struggle with it, I, I'm stubborn. I'm an old stubborn cuss. I'm a curmudgeon, but I don't want to be like that anymore. Uh, mm. It's kind of foolish. The moment, I had to get an iPhone for, and by the way, if you don't have an iPhone or you have an Android or whatever, it doesn't matter, but I had to get one for work and it was like, oh, this has made parts of my life more convenient. Now there lies the rub, right? The ch- <laughs> that come along that destroy the things that, that is a real thing. Um, we're going to talk about music and how to get new music in the latter part of the episode. That's a problem. Um, so yeah, I'll end, end my rant there. I had a lot of fear. Yeah, no. Uh, I think we could all work on if, if we need to be grumpy, being grumpy at ourselves for being grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> an old person, not adapting around. Mm-hmm. Try, try to do it for myself. Yeah. So the so the base uh, uh, part of this question of uh, where we were and whether we were worried about Y two K. Yeah, I had New Year's at my brother and his wife's house with a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, I can't remember if it was MTV or VH one or who knows what it was, but it was a countdown of best alternative uh songs or or music videos <laughs> yeah and uh my brother's wife is a little older than me so she was kind of big into some of like the real pioneers of of uh, that got that labeled after the fact is alternative once that label yeah. exists yeah 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 so she was like it's going to be one of these classic late 70s early 80s bands it's got to be talked to heads it's like it's going to be smells like teen spirit because that's the <laughs> video that launched and made the word alternative exist. Yeah. And, uh, and it, and it was, maybe it shouldn't have been, but it was, uh, that's, that's my memory of the actual new year's, but yeah, the, um, the feeling to me in the air of existing at a special time where the stars might be right for something. Mm. I didn't believe in any particular conspiracy theory, but that feeling that what is it to change over a millennium, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there's a line in in Scream from 1996 where uh, where the nerd character Randy says uh, it's the millennium. Motives are incidental. <laughs> Just that idea that it's almost like the a full moon coming out and people act weird. Mm-hmm. But 
but you know, much larger. Mm. Um, and then the, the actual Y2K thing, the, you know, the reason that I was staying at home was the just in case the Y2K thing. I remember when I first heard about it, thinking it was a joke and then having friends who were, you know, who worked in, right. in software and computer code going like, no, it's a real thing. People just didn't think ahead that we needed all four digits and a bunch of critical devices might not know what time it's going to be. Mm. That fit perfectly my worldview of how society might end. Like <laughs> it was so Kurt Vonnegut. It yeah. was so sort of like uh sarcastic and Gen X nihilist of like, how does the world end? Cause out of our utter hubris, we forgot a couple decimal points, you know, we forgot a couple digits like fools. And then everything we built collapsed. That made uh, total sense to me. And uh, I'm not an expert on it, but I've certainly heard, you know, a lot of discussion of like, we need to know the real history of that because that wasn't a wacky thing. It was a real problem that people worked hard and fixed. Mm. And we as a society should celebrate when, hey, yeah, uh, there was a big problem. People figured it out. They worked hard and they fixed it. What do you know? Yeah. Like the ozone. Remember the ozone layer problem? We yes, yeah, fixed it. Yes. We fixed that. That's why it didn't yeah. go away because it was yeah. a conspiracy. It, we fixed it. We got together as a world yeah. and fixed it. Yeah. Mm. So how about you, Jennifer? Where were you uh, on New Year's Eve? Is the ball dropped on 2000? And were you worried about it? I don't even remember, but I do remember the, I really don't. Uh, but I do remember that fear uh, of like, it felt very real yeah. that like, you know, banks were, things were going to happen at the banks and it was going to be like anarchy. Mm -hmm. That was what I remember feeling. And I think I did stay in that year for that reason. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I cannot remember any specific thing. I just, I think there was like even magazine covers, like what's going to happen oh, with yeah. Y2K, mm -hmm. right? I didn't know that it was actually f that people fixed it. I didn't know that mm -hmm. <laughs> until right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's my understanding. I, I'll, I'll do a, a deep dive, but yeah, that it was wow. a legitimate problem. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. Elias is asking, and also a great question, not just about a Y2K, but our imagination of the future. We were all, you know, young adults around this time, mm -hmm. taking taking first to maybe second or third steps into being adults. Um, what, uh, Jennifer? What did when you looked ahead to the two thousands? Did did you have like great hope for the future? Did you? It, we grew up with like the, the, the two thousands is space future yeah. with jetpacks and the mm -hmm. Jetsons. And, and now here we are at the two thousands and you know, mm. <laughs> did you have a, where, where's my jetpack or did you have a more positive take? Where were you at? Yeah. I think that when I think about the two thousands, it was from the eighties. My perspective of the future was built from the Jetsons. Like you're saying, yeah. you know, a lot of those conveyor belt type things, transporting <laughs> me to different places, uh, yeah. having robots in the home, which we kind of do now with Roombas and things like that. Yeah. Um, eating food with ca out of capsules, right? Like you mm. get your meal from eating a capsule. That was, or like hoverboards from Back to the Future. <laughs> These were all the things. But the funny thing is, is that it's all very gradual. Like uh, I remember when I was commuting to LA to be an actor, I used a Thomas guide. Mm -hmm. And then I remember I got a pager and I would get a notification that my agent wanted me to call. I would have to find a payphone, <laughs> pull over from the freeway, find a payphone and call my, my agent to find out about my audition. 
And then slowly it was like, oh, now I have a map on my phone. Oh, now I'm getting casting notices on my phone. It's so gradual that only looking back now, I'm like, I can't believe I used a Thomas guide. No wonder I was getting lost all the time, right? <laughs> now I use Waze. It's fascinating. Did you feel at any moment when you were desperately looking for a, a payphone in Los Angeles that you're like, I'm living in the future. Here I am in my car and my agent can beat me. <laughs> Did you feel like we've made it, society? Uh, no, I felt like, what am, why this is, there's got to be a better way. And that's really <laughs> like what cell phones, like it's convenience. But with that convenience means that like, I am always getting notifications, right? And anybody mm -hmm. can contact you anytime. Mm -hmm. There is good and bad about that. We did mm -hmm. have a certain freedom as youths yep. of our parents not being able to get a hold of us, right? Yeah. That's kind of nice. When you were out, you were out. You were out. You were out. Yeah. Oh, couldn't yeah. get to a payphone, mom. Sorry. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I think for me, uh, I, I did have all of that. The, the 2000s were unimaginably far away mm -hmm. uh, growing up in the 80s and just imagining like, what is the world going to be like? And it, as we discussed in depth in the other center, you know, growing up in the 80s, it, for me, there was a lot of, well, we're not going to make it. We're going to uh, die of uh, nuclear Armageddon or, or AIDS is going to totally decimate mm -hmm. all populations, mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff that the 90s felt like at the time a little bit more of an upswing. Mm -hmm. So like, okay, we're, we're, turns out we're going to survive. I'm yeah. being an adult. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now we can rock it into the future. And I, I was waiting for like some big shiny technology. And as the 2000s uh, started, it just <gasps> kind of felt depressing mm -hmm. because it felt like I, because I didn't recognize the, the changes that were happening. Like what you're saying, Jennifer, like the pager, the beeper was a step toward where we were going. But to me, it just felt like all we're doing with computers is the exact same things that we do in our day-to-day -day life, but we put E in front of it to the point where it's a joke. Like mm. It's a letter, but it's an E letter, an electronic letter. Mm. And like uh, Ken and I talked about this on a social media episode when Friendster came out in around like 2003, a couple of my friends were like, you got to get on this Friendster thing. It's like, well, why? We're friends in real life. Why Why do I need to tell a computer and other people that you and I are friends? Right. And uh, I did not recognize it, that it was uh, the beeper of change, <laughs> the step toward what the shiny Jetsons future was. One request. This is the beginning. Um same thing with YouTube. I've never 2006 person saying you should put that video that you played in the in the theater at your live comedy show on internet. I'm like, why? Yeah. So I think there was a lot to be excited about that was deeply futuristic. I just didn't recognize the beeper harbingers. Mm -hmm. The gradual aspect of it is such a great point, Jen. That, that's how this happens. And I think that the year, the year 2000, is, it's a big number. We None of us had really gone through that kind of change. There might have been some people who were still living in the mid-90s who were like, oh, I remember when 1900 came about. I was two. But um, – and, and – and, and you know, my, one of my favorite running, you know, gags on on Conan was, you know, in the year 2000, like, I love that bit because it was this joke about the future. The future was right there. And, and you're so right. You know, uh, we we are part of that generation. Every generation experiences great changes. But 
you know, we're part of the generation. I always go to the microwave story. My dad bringing home the microwave for the first time. And that's how we now warm up food or this and that or all those things we can do. Uh, the VCR, my, I remember my dad brought a VCR and he's like, look, we got a remote. You just plug in the wire. <laughs> you, you go over here and then you blink. And next, you know, you're watching uh, a motion picture on your phone. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it is. I, I think for me, uh, what I only partially understood in late 90s, early 2000s is that we are taught often that history is just sort of linear and people making logical choices mm-hmm. of like, we had radio mm-hmm. and that was good. So then we had Somebody thought, let's make a television. It'll be like radio with pictures. Mm-hmm. And that was good. So then somebody said, let's make a VCR so we can watch <laughs> things not at broadcast time. That's a good, like everything's just like logical as opposed to just uh, born of chaos and capitalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've been tried to be much more mindful about where is good change going to come? Because it's going to come in sideways. It's going to come from... Uh, uh, things like QR codes were a dead joke and then the pandemic brought them back mm-hmm. yeah. and now they're a part of our society. And who knows if QR codes will be the beeper that leads to, mm-hmm. you know, some some other massive change and, and being more mindful of like sometimes, like maybe Steve Jobs with the Apple phone and everybody, uh, first iPhone, sometimes people grab history by the lapels and, yeah. and make something happen. But a lot of times it's just chaos happenstance, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. How do you feel about, uh, Jennifer, about being mindful of, of where change actually comes from now? Are you on the lookout for like, what is actually going to be the next step and how is it happening? Yeah. I saw a video saying that there, that is basically going to be, we're going to be able to project. I don't remember how maybe wearing glasses or wearing like a little camera on our shirts. You'll be able to project your, your screen, what we see on the phone onto the palm of your hand and it, that just sounds frightening to me. Like basically they're saying that the cell phones, Apple is already thinking of the future so that we're no longer going to need cell phones. We're going to be able to project this stuff from smaller like wearable tech, whether it's with the glasses, which we already see now. I think with like the Google glasses or something or Ray-Ban has something like that. I don't know the technology behind it. It doesn't look great. How is that going to happen? Like in daylight? I, I don't know. Anyways, I saw some videos on people looking at their palm, which just looks weird. <laughs> and scrolling right on their own palm. I think like you, you can even like maybe, I, I don't know. I, I got to look at this video again. I'll have to, I'll have to find it. Yeah. I think that's another fascinating thing too, of like, uh, we, we, we talk a lot about evolving and being open to change, but also like with big things, like we, we should also choose like to, do, do we want to be palm readers? <laughs> do we want to have Apple tech embedded in our wrists? That's a choice. Uh, Ken, how do you feel about monitoring change as it happens? Man, I mean, you're talking about Book of Revelation stuff there. I don't know about this. So I'm going to go back. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I do think, uh, you know, there's a balance. And, and and you mentioned the chaos and the capitalism side of it. It's, it's um, how the powers that be grab this stuff and what are they using it for uh the onslaught of ai is 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 here i think it's permanent and how Mm -hmm. you use it how we choose to engage is the question and and checking those in power and what they're doing it for uh jeffrey katzenberg coming out and 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 i read the full article i don't know if his statement was as ominous as it 
was, was supposed to sound in the headlines, but also it was. It was all the same. But him just saying, AI would lower our cost by 90%. It's like, but why? And you, Joseph, have this thought of, mm-hmm. of, of the, 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 the fight for humanity uh, is, a, is a powerful discussion. And we're talking about it again, teasing the break, uh, music. Uh, um, why, you know, and how and who monetizes it is the real danger. So I'm, I'm always up for, for looking at new things. I'll, 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 scroll, I'll scroll on my palm just for a little bit. You know, again, I used to scream about, you know, why would I text you when I can call you? Now, if you call me, our friendship is ended. I, you don't want <laughs> um, The last phone call you'll ever make. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's important to yeah. embrace, but also uh, keep an eye out, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the ultimate answer to Elias's question is uh, the future seemed exciting and scary back then. And it clearly does now, too. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts before we take a quick break? Hey, it happens fast. My old boss told me one, he was a, a, a LAPD officer in the late 50s, early 60s. He was an older gentleman. He's like, I got in a shootout with my six suitor, shooter. I got away from the car radio. The reason that the radios in LAPD are called rovers is because we could rove and talk. Because I got in a shootout. I had to go find a payphone to call it into the base. To the stage. <gasps> and, and it's like, and it's, and the next thing within two years, we had radios in our hands. Like it happens fast. And it happens uh, sometimes for good reasons. And it's great. And if you're old enough, you get to experience all of it. And that's uh, that's Mm. It's a wild time. I look forward to people uh, looking at videos on their palm of people looking at phones and laughing. And look at them. Look at them with the phones in their hands. And they can just look at their own hand. Come on. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to get into some music talk. Back in a moment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And we are back on cues of the other. Our next cue is about music. It comes to us from Liam Lodgson. Liam says, I have a hard time finding new music to listen to. The algorithms on the music apps don't really help that much, in my opinion. I like most genres of music, new and old. I have enjoyed your music-related other center topics and the ranking episode. I specifically remember mentions of obscure, newer artists briefly, and now that uh, could be a whole different episode. So today I ask you, what are some of your favorite newer bands, artists you listen to? Either new finds from an older time or a new artist trying to break out in the current day. How did you find them? How do you go about finding new artists amongst the millions of not-so-great stuff out there, to put it lightly? Also, I'll be using this as a sort of recommendation list myself, <laughs> if chosen. <laughs> Liam, you have been chosen. Liam also says, P.S., thanks for being a, a light and source of positivity and wisdom in the community. You are all fantastic. Liam also adds, listen to the comedy album, Ken, and it was fantastic, and I yeah. loved it. Good job. I'd love to hear more sometime. Smiley face. Thank you. All right. The one way to find new artists is to visit Ken and in my band camp pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Check out the comedy. Check out the music. Anyway, we're going to get into to music. Uh, we will pull the curtain back and be honest that we have kind of a time limit on this episode. So either uh, we're going to be able to contain ourselves about music or Jennifer might just have to get up and leave in the middle of the episode. So <laughs> yes. one of the two is going to happen to just add some add some tension. Uh, Jennifer, I'll, I'll start with you. Are you are you on the hunt for new music? And if so, how and where do you find it? Um, I don't really, I don't listen to music as much. I'm slowly starting to find my way back. I mainly listen to podcasts. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, actually my kids and watching movies with them, a lot mm. of these movies for kids take artists that are current or even ones that I didn't know. And they kind of repackage it. Like somehow my daughter knew about Blackpink and I'm like, how the heck do you know about that? And she introduced me to them and and I really like that music and like B2S, what is it? B2S, BTS. See, I'm having to look at my phone. Um, basically, look at your palm. <laughs> exactly, look at my palm. Um, Cause I like to revisit the classics 
you know, what we've talked about in the past, like those comfort favorites, but I'm Mm -hmm. really, I find myself gravitating more towards pop music. If I'm going to get into new music, it's pop, it's hip hop, it's whatever is kind of like at the, at the mall when I'm trying on clothes and I'm like, Mm. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to Shazam it. Right. That's kind Mm. of what I'm, I'm looking at my current 2023 playlist that I have when I work out. Uh, (laughs) It's Beyonce, it's Sierra, it's uh, Bow Chicka Wow It. That's another uh, Dua Lipa, Rita Ora. Mm. Madonna, of course, Kylie Minogue. Yeah, that's that's what I listen to. Uh, Bruno Mars, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Saweetie. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's that's such an important part of this conversation is how does music fit into your life? Do you use music for a specific, for specific activity like working out or are you like a music connoisseur where you're like, one of the things I do to relax is I, I sit back and I, you know, put on my headphones and my nice final album and I really listen to a new band and I'm craving to hear a new thing. Um, for myself, uh, I would love to just lie and say that I'm listening to lots of new music, but uh, I'm just not. Um, the new artists I'm discovering are for me, uh, spinning off from other artists that I like. Mm. And for me, it's a matter of, I want to keep hearing new things and I want to make time for artists. Um, there, I, there, I, so many different artists I love. I could, I, don't need new music in terms of like filling the time to listen. Uh, but I want to discover new things. So, um, the, a couple new artists, uh, for me are older. Um, there is a singer, uh, a kind of, uh, lounge singer, crooner standards, jazz singer, uh, from back in the day named Billy Eckstein, who I, I knew of, um, he's got a fascinating history. He, before albums became a, a the main thing of music, mm-hmm. um, when everything was singles based, he was keeping up with Sinatra. He mm-hmm. was huge because uh, he got a great, deep, uh, rich voice with lots of uh, vibrato, great big voice, but with a light jazz touch. And then his albums, his full albums just didn't do that well. So people don't know him anywhere. He, he's one of those people who was, had, had a moment of huge success and it, didn't really survive to being super well known. So I've really been enjoying hunting down some of his albums and, and checking them out. Um, and then for me, there's always just like the offshoot of music. I already like uh, at that guns and roses concert at Hollywood bowl. They didn't talk much, but Axel did a big plug <laughs> for Duff McKagan's new solo album <laughs> and Duff sang one song from his solo album. It was really funny because it was sort of like their whole concert was sort of like uh, this, uh, uh, you know, triumph of mm-hmm. playing the Hollywood Bowl for the first time and deep cuts and weird songs. And then a plug for Duff's new album. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to go buy Duff's new album. So there's a, mm-hmm. a couple of the artists that I'm checking out. Ken, I think you probably have the biggest relationship uh, uh, to this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what are your thoughts? First of all, have you ever heard of Nellie McKay? Do you know Nellie? Mm-mm. Been around Mm-mm. for twenty plus years. Uh, described as jazz pop. We'll talk off air. I, I, you might like okay. Nellie McKay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Here, here's where I start. Is, is 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 this is going to the previous conversation? Like, uh, I am a Spotify Premium user. I also have an Apple Music uh, account. I also think so. Therefore, I've discovered oodles of new bands because of their algorithms. I actually do think 
for me, they've worked, but also I think they're destroying the industry at the same time. And it's just the real complicated time we live in. Um, uh, Spotify also just raised uh, the, the, the standard on, on how they'll pay out. You have to get a thousand listens on a song. I understand it. If you don't want to, you don't want to cut checks for 22 cents to every band that starts. I, I get it. YouTube did that a while ago, but uh, the, to, to make a living as an artist is becoming harder and harder and harder. And some of it's the pay, big portions of pay. The other part is the discoverability. It's changed. I get that. I get that it's changed. More people discover music from TikTok. It, you know, Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac Dreams suddenly three years ago becomes a number one hit because that great dude puts on a uh, puts on Dreams as he skateboards drinking ocean spray. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we're like, who's who's Fleetwood <laughs> Mac and what is he doing? Uh, the game has changed, and that's fine. But but it's harder. I, I radio that's the power of it i still if if, if uh liam if you're 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 a rock guy in any way um you can listen to like kcsn which is based out of csun here at northridge in la it's a it's a college station that blew up and is is now more than a college station nick harcourt's on it you can listen to their app anywhere in the world i discover so many bands from just listening to them um they're mm. they're good in that way they're not a corporate radio station so i don't know uh, it's hard. It's harder. You have to look for it. I, I was dis- disconnected from music for a while until I started pop rocket radio three years ago. And then I just started paying more attention to it. And, and their rock bands are not dead. Uh, I don't go for harder rock, but the, the pop rock nineties vibes carry on in so many ways. There's great bands out there now. Um, uh, I could make a laundry list of recommendations, but it's just, it's, it's, it's there if you want it, Liam, and that's not a that's not a slight on what you're saying. You say the algorithm hasn't worked for you, um, but I, I I can't tell you how many times Spotify has said, "Oh, you like this? You might like this," and I've absolutely loved it. So there's bands like uh, the Vaccines, uh, Pom Poms, Jesse Payo and Pom Poms, and she's got a new album coming out. Kath Myers, Child Seat uh, is is a great band. Living More. Uh, it, go, it goes on and on from there. Uh, but uh, the best way it might be to listen to pop rock radio. <laughs> Because I do about two hours of music uh, every Saturday when I can, um, and and play the classics and dig back into it, so it's there. But it's a complicated answer. It's it's just hard to dis- get get discovered. You can't break. You don't break like you used to, where mm-hmm. a song comes up, your video mm-hmm. gets in a rotation, VH1 MTV play it once every hour, and it becomes a, a cultural zeitgeist moment. It, it doesn't exist as much. It di- it exists in a different fashion. Yeah. Right. Well, let, let, all great recommendations. I think I, I am also going to try to just be like, I want to find the exact music I like. So instead of just taking other people's suggestions, which is great, like I, I like some pop rock, but I, I like I, I like some heavy metal, but I really like a little bit harder rock. I want it a little bit mm-hmm. bassier. I want a jangly guitar. I want a little bit of a growl mm-hmm. and realize like maybe I'll put that on my like uh, New Year's resolution of like, look for the band that you want because mm-hmm. I bet they exist, you know, and and just go through the work of trying to to be honest about what my tastes are and find that. And, and you literally could just type that in um, into some of those services or YouTube videos, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's the right time. Yeah. It's right, you know, it's something, something will find you. Music is, is magical in that way. I was never a fan of Paramore. Now I absolutely love Haley Williams and Paramore. I'm 10 years late for some folks, but I, it found me at the right time. Let me ask you one, one thing and then we'll, we'll wrap up. Um, the, I am questioning if this is a life changes, except it, uh, you middle-aged grump, or if it is an actual thing that, that we should work on. I feel like with Spotify, there, 
part of the discoverability problem is everything is playlist focused. Mm -hmm. So people become fans of a song oh, yeah. and they are not actually looking to become a fan of a new artist, particularly an obscure artist. <laughs> and when we were growing up for the radio or for MTV or VH1, if you liked that song, it drove you to purchase the album, which was a more complete artistic experience, mm -hmm. which then bonded you to the artist. Yep. And I sometimes I just feel like is is this one of the things you just got to accept? It's changed that 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 artists create one song at a time, except for the Taylor Swifts of the world. Like that 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 the blissful few are going to break out, and people are going to bond with the artist. But the truth is, we bond with individual songs now. I think it's honestly true. I think it's something that I'm still going to fight against, even though it's it's probably the way it is. Uh, an album is an experience. It died perhaps a long time ago. Uh, Kath Myers is one of my favorite singer-songwriter, rocker. She's got an album out, Bad TV. It's just an absolute journey um, uh, through her life, and it's wonderful. But that's, yeah, it's hard to find that. People don't want to sit for that. And that's fine. It changes. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Jennifer, how do you feel about that, the difference between being a fan of one individual song versus uh, seeking the artist out? I used to love albums and hearing how the, you know, like the transitions and why did they put these two songs together? Mm. How were they kind of related a lot with the, with mm -hmm. the Grateful Dead, even Beyonce's uh, latest album. I feel like it really, it, it, I listened to every single song. There was like a flow to it, right. That mm -hmm. You just don't get as much nowadays, but it's why people anticipate her album so much is they want that experience. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it will take to get back to that. Yeah. And yeah. We probably never will. <laughs> probably not. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I've been listening to so much vinyl uh, and like mm. listening to it while I'm, while I'm uh, like washing dishes. And I can tell when it's the last song on the first side because it's always a banger. Mm -hmm. It mm. ups the energy to encourage you to, to flip. So I was thinking about like for for people who don't have the experience of flipping vinyl or cassettes, vinyl's popular, so a lot of people are flipping it now. But like, I imagine somebody being like, "Why does the music always get really exciting about halfway through the album?" Like, <laughs> because it used to be sides. So maybe yeah. that will drive people back. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there you go, Liam. Uh, we got a couple suggestions. Uh, just start working out, and you'll find new artists. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, jump off of existing artists that you know you like, or just ask Ken for a list. Those are three list. ways to find new artists. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts on this one before we wrap up? Nah, just keep listening to music and supporting your independent rockers. That's right. Support the independent rockers. Ken, you want to let people know where they can find us? Absolutely. We're on Twitter at Four Center Pod. We're on Hive Social if you're there. Threads, Instagram as well. Facebook page is Four Center Podcast. We're available on a lot of different spots as a podcast. Just search or find us. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Four Center. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash Four Center. Follow me at Ken Napsuck. Go to my website, kenapsuck.com. There you can link to my radio show, Pop Rocket Radio, or to my musical project, my band. And the Moon Angels help us break through the algorithm. We'd love to get over a thousand listens on our first single. Uh, it's out there. Uh, Jennifer, where can they find and follow you? You can find me on Instagram and YouTube, where you'll see lots of my royalty-free music choices <laughs> at Jennifer Landa and TikTok at Jennifer Landa eleven thirty-eight. Love that, uh, Joseph. Where can they find you? What's cooking for you? 
Yeah, you can find me on all the social media at Joseph Scrimshaw. And if you want to check out uh, the short film I worked on, The Nightmare Adorable, uh, it is playing in Las Vegas at the Sin City Horror Fest, Saturday, December 2nd at 4 p.m. I'll be there to do a Q&A. You can get a ticket to the entire festival, or you can just get a five-buck ticket to the block of shorts that The Nightmare Adorable is playing in. So if you're near Vegas, come check that out. Uh, details on all of that are on my website, josephscrimshaw.com. Thank you to everyone who has been with us uh, for the entire Four Center journey through our other center era and here with us in this new era as we're balancing Star Wars, other pop culture, and great just life questions like this. If you are back and excited for Star Wars, our big first uh, episode that is going to be with our faces on YouTube as well as audio is going to be our uh, a big overall look at Ahsoka and that is coming Tuesday, November 28th. But for now, we have aid the cues. Thank you all. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.